Hey, this is Nikki, and uh, I just wanted to hop in here uh, just really quick right before we got started with the episode uh, and uh, go ahead and give you guys a bit of a content warning. Uh, here we uh, talk with our good friend and uh, anime YouTuber Hazel about uh, 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 the movie Pulse and the movie Pulse. Uh, talking about that movie involves talking about uh, a whole a whole slew of uh, some pretty dark topics uh, uh, most of which concerning suicide and, uh, some depictions of suicide. And, uh, we also kind of get into the, uh, uh, to, to a sort of, uh, study of, 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 of the suicide epidemic in Japan and, uh, where suicide rates were at, uh, uh at the time. And yeah, so, so, if you're not up for a uh, long conversation that kind of is all about that and how it pertains to this movie and this movie's themes, then uh, maybe check this out some other time, uh, or uh, maybe you can skip it. Uh, it is just a bonus after all. But yeah, uh, I just wanted to go ahead and give you guys that fair warning because uh, looking back on it and kind of while we were recording, we kind of realized like, wow, this is a uh, much darker than uh, the stuff that we usually do. So without further ado, here is our episode on the film Pulse. Welcome to the special Halloween episode of Discuss All Monsters. I am here, president of the June Corporation, Wyatt Phillips, and who is here with me today, as always, as my co-host? Uh, I, uh, speaking to you from behind a taped-up door, I'm Nikki, um, <laughs> and, and we have... Uh, we have a very special guest, uh, and one of our Ooh. good friends, uh, Hazel. That's me. I'm here. I'm dead as all shit. I'm coming <laughs> to you before you from the other side. Yeah, ha yes. Hazel is a black spot on the wall <laughs> right now. <laughs> Disintegrating into ash before yeah. our eyes. CGI so today, ash. Today, yeah, <laughs> that's that's great CGI Ash. I love it's that. It's so Ash. good. Anyway, yeah, it's good. We we are talking about the 2001 J horror cult classic by Kiyoshi Kurosawa named Pulse or Cairo. Uh, I have no other names for it, so we're not doing that gag. Damn it! It's just those it. two. There's not there's uh, not uh, <laughs> Frankenstein's haunting from Germany. Yes. Or... <laughs> Satan fights the Pulse. Yeah. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> No Satan, no Superman, or King Kong, or Frankenstein. It's just we're doing a, a, a regular J-horror movie. Uh, awesome. So wanted to do like a special occasion for Halloween. Uh, because last year, 
we didn't really get a chance to do a Halloween episode. I wanted to do an episode about the Godzilla creepypasta. Um, but that creepypasta is way too fucking long. It's really so, long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to go back reasonably... and read it recently. And like the amount yeah. of time it spends just like like showing those like questionnaire faces is crazy. <laughs> so I couldn't reasonably expect either of us to like read it all over the course of a, a weekend or whatever and then yeah. like have thoughts or anything on it. It would be funny. Maybe in the future we could like work up the cojones to do it, but <laughs> as as it stands now, I was just like, okay, let let's tackle some of the the J horror movies that are kind of tangentially related in some way to uh the companies that we're talking about. Toho, Daie, Toei, things like that. Uh I wanted to do Pulse specifically uh, one, because it's a movie that I watched as a teen, and it really stuck with me. But also because of our guest uh, has a, a specific, like, I don't know, a little, like, a thing in their brain that gets them really attached to these this very specific era of Japanese media. Uh, if you're familiar with a lot of Hazel's work online, she's done a ton of video essays and, and the like on... Uh, sort of media from this era and pulse feels like kind of the culmination of a lot of stuff that was building up in the late nineties and into the early two thousands. It really does kind of feel like a, a combination, like the ultimate form of a thing like ring and Juon. Yeah. Uh, not to say it's bet necessarily better than either. Uh, even though I do agree, I do think it's better than, <laughs> yeah, it's at least better than ring. Juon has its own like personal, thing about it that i really love yeah uh but it has like that style of both of those movies yeah and it's um, also and like it very much so a culmination of like a lot of the socio-political things yeah. that were going on in japan at the time a lot of the kind Absolutely. of anxieties feels... that that fueled a lot of countercultural media from that era yeah it feels like the uh the finished statement that like yeah was trying to make yeah you know as well as juon like they have a lot of similar themes like the idea of like uh, uh, technology being important in the spreading of this ghost, uh, the idea of the ghost occurrences being kind of like a virus that like is impossible to escape from. Uh, yeah. All those elements are things that were in J-Horror leading up to this point, and then it feels like Pulse is kind of like the final statement on that, like, that era of J-Horror. Yeah. So, I mean... I kind of, you know, go up to the conversation here, but uh, any thoughts on that? Does that sound? Yeah, no, right? every every word of that's true, um, without a doubt. I think uh, the 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 interesting thing to me about Pulse is that it feels like um, the like out of the kind of classic uh, J horror ghost stories of that era. I think it's the one that attempts to look forward the most. Mm. Um, and it manages to do so successfully and it became very prescient as a result. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there's a, there's a lot of silver case, uh, metal gear solid two a little bit in this and like knowing mm. exactly how the internet was going to affect people, uh, socially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and it's, it's like a very, very really distinct good. tendril of that from works like metal gear solid two. Mm. Um, like it's a much more kind of like, a distinctively uh uh like personal uh yeah 
yeah, it's a, it's a very like inward strife that a lot of yeah, these people exactly, are, are, exactly. are feeling. Uh, it's awesome. Like, yeah, it is. A, it is. Yeah. Well, like, uh, so. Yeah. I was saying to, to get into like you know if if uh uh to get into like like the uh first impressions and stuff that we usually do up front and stuff like yeah i, I this is awesome like this this yeah, this absolutely. movie is so fucking good uh i like first thing i did is i went to my letterbox and i gave it five stars i was like yeah i'm comfortable <laughs> I, I, i'm doing that yeah uh yeah th- yeah that's a um the, what, one very quick thing i guess i want to highlight right. regarding this movie is uh a couple months ago when i was watching a bunch of j-horror which you may have heard on our other podcast shit shooters um mm. this movie was on multiple streaming services at that point oh, and i was like oh yeah. this movie's readily available that's pretty cool <laughs> it's on tubi it's on shutter it's on amazon prime all that whatever uh lo and behold i just took that completely for granted <laughs> so when i was like all right yeah we're gonna do pulse uh, and keep in mind, I, I came up with this idea months ahead of time, just as like, oh yeah, that would be like a perfect thing to do with Hazel. Um, I didn't take into account that streaming rights change hands very often. Yeah, so sometimes and for the horror movies, especially running up to October, hands almost yeah. always <laughs> change in 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 late September. So I was like, all right, it's not on Tubi. That's that's fine. It's on Shutter though. It's definitely on Shutter. So, so Nikki <laughs> went in. I was like, oh yeah, you gotta get a. I like bullied them into getting a Shutter account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do this. And I just like got Shutter, and then I got the free trial, and I searched Pulse, and I was like, it's not on. It's not on here, and so I was yeah. like, I was like, Wyatt, please remind me in a week to, to cancel this. <laughs> but until then, you get to, ooh, yeah. you, all the spooky goodness you get to, to dig into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm telling you, so, you gotta watch Q the Winged Serpent. That movie is so good. Oh my god, yeah. So, <laughs> so I ended up finding it on, uh, like, renting it via Voodoo. Uh, which is like I don't know what that service is, but it had the movie, mm-hmm. um, and but it had the worst subtitles I had ever seen for <laughs> anything that I'd ever watched. <laughs> Where like this is a movie that has a lot of stark contrasting visuals. Yeah, uh, like a lot of the interior shots are like you know covered in darkness with only spots of light, and like when it's even when it's daybreak, all of the light is like natural light and it's blinding coming in through the windows and then when there's like exterior shots especially earlier in the movie before things start going bad um it's like the the outside lights are just like so oppressive it feels like even in the light you know it's isolating everybody uh so that is to say these subtitles were white on white they're no (laughs) drop shadow no outline so it was very hard to see what the hell anybody was saying at any point. So I just had to go on Ya and get the movie that way. Problem is, don't have a VPN on my uh, laptop. So I had to download it onto my desktop 
then put it onto my laptop, <laughs> then hook that up to the TV. So, like, m- me renting it on Voodoo or, like, watching on streaming services was supposed to be the, uh, I don't feel like just torrenting the movie and, like, hooking up my laptop. Uh, that's too much work. And then it ended, I ended up having to do the most amount of work. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and everything. The only thing that would have been more work is to buy the movie uh, at Walmart, which it definitely wouldn't have sold it. But you yeah, know, uh, and then watch it that way. So just just wanted to get that in there because I don't necessarily have a deep personal history with this movie. Uh, I just I watched it once and enjoyed it, uh, and I watched it because of a YouTube reviewer named Roger Swan who did J horror reviews back in like two thousand eight. And yeah. uh, 2008, 2007, around that point. Unfortunately, he passed away like a couple years after Whoa. that in like 2010 or 2011. Um, so that was like the first time I, I suffered through like secondhand grief. Yeah. Via somebody online. Um, it was just a very, it was a strange thing because it wasn't, I wasn't like broken up about it necessarily, but it was a weird feeling to like know that there's somebody that you enjoy and their content that you enjoy, uh, and then they're just gone now. Uh, and that's like, yeah, that's a very c- consumer kind of way to look at it. But I was, I don't know. I was are 13, his videos archived? So, yes, his, his videos okay. are still on YouTube. That's very his, within his the family. spirit of Pulse. Yes. So, yeah, if, if, yeah that does feel weirdly appropriate. But he, his favorite uh, J-Horror was Audition. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and that always stuck in my mind. <laughs> And, uh, but Pulse was another one that he would always be like, oh, this is my favorite of the, like, ghost story, uh, type J-Horror. Yeah. You know, similar to Juon and, and Ring. And, uh, I think I have to agree, personally, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, I also watched Audition recently. This, this podcast isn't about that, but holy fuck, that, that's also a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> That is That's also a, a movie. Um, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we'll talk about that another year. But <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll do a Takashi Miike uh, podcast. Oh my god! All, we'll, all thirty of the movies that he's done, and uh, we'll, we'll just be Travis and Bishop from No More Heroes Three, where they yeah. where they literally <laughs> talk about Takashi Miike between every boss in that game. Uh, it's yeah. awesome. Um, so yeah. All right. So here's what I'll say though. Um, sorry viewers, I don't have my hilarious history right up like I do in all the other episodes. Uh, there really isn't that much history I could find. Uh, Nor is there much hilarious like... to find. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's... there's an, uh, no, no, no weird stuff about like, oh, here's how Jet Jaguar was oh, made my or God. anything like that. I'm, I'm, uh, or... <laughs> I'm, I'm so annoyed that it's not going to be until the, the season premiere of the next like part of oh, discuss all monsters the, that we can the funniest yeah 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 that we can that we yeah yeah, yeah so we can't reference the funniest history ever that we've ever done yeah. so watch out for that uh if, if you want an yeah. advertisement for another podcast inside of this podcast but um uh but uh so i'll just i'll, I'll i want to throw it over to our guest this episode hazel uh because you are an expert of like this era so to speak you've done a lot of videos you've done a lot of research on this type of media i have um, here and... a spreadsheet that i drafted of the uh entirety of uh the the 90s in japan and how they relate to uh, a sense of kind of uh technological cultural malaise 
yes. that I wrote that I drafted up for another video and was certain wasn't going to be relevant until uh, Nikki and Wyatt asked me to guest on this podcast. So this is a, a world premiere. <laughs> totally um, planned. World yeah. premiere. <laughs> get the get the Game Awards world premiere thing in here. Just edit that in. So uh, Japan was having a pretty hard time in the 90s and uh, into the 2000s. Um, right at the start of the Heisei era, the uh, technological bubble economy that was funding Japan's kind of like rise out of uh, uh, the sort of post-war slump that they had been in, um, that bubble uh, uh, just completely burst uh, I, I won't get into like the, the the reasons within the stock market that that happened, but uh, mm -hmm. it uh, entered a a pretty significant uh, financial uh, uh, what's the word? Oh my gosh, recession. Uh, recession. recession yeah. Thank you. Sure. Um, and so so historians have have called this Japan's lost decade, but what is of note is that uh, they called the uh, the 2000s and into the 2010s the second lost decade so yeah. <laughs> um yeah two in a row um so throughout the 90s uh and you see this like uh, across uh japan's history they had like a similar uh particularly bad economic slump in the 70s uh crime rates increased uh, uh juvenile crime in particular uh suicide rates increased um and of course, this was the 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 stage that was set for uh, the uh, Om Shinrikyo gas attacks, which I think are pretty mm -hmm. infamous. Um, really shook a lot of people's uh, sort of like sense of, of of faith in their fellow human. Um, something that the country is still kind of reconciling with. Um, mm -hmm. And then, in addition to that, there were two different nuclear reactor accidents, including an, an, an explosion in 1997 at a particular plant. Um, like, it was like, it got really close to being like an actual tremendous nuclear problem. Um, and this was all, of course, in the run-up to uh, the Y2K problem, um, which Japan took particularly seriously uh, because they had just gone through a decade that felt pretty apocalyptic you know at this rate why not just close it out with the whole fucking world shutting down um yeah so uh in in 1998 annual suicide rates in japan had reached 30,000 uh they would go on to peak in 2003 at nearly 35,000 annual um so the 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 run-up to y2k um reached its critical mass obviously in 1999 um this was of course one of the many years attributed to nostradamus who uh, prophesized that the world would end um mm -hmm. his writing yeah. came back in and out of fashion in japan um alongside every moment of like cultural uh socio-political economic uh, uh slump um i forget the name of the the uh author um but he wrote a particularly uh, infamous book about uh, Nostradamus's prophecies, uh, a Japanese author. Um, mm. And his writings came back into fashion in 1999. There were a lot of people who were carrying his books uh, with them casually um, that predicted that the world was literally going to end. Um, mm. 
1999 also saw uh, wireless internet beginning to roll out commercially in Japan. Um, and then, you know, of course, 2000 comes around. Uh, and this is after uh, Japan, I believe, was the only major country to um, create, like, to uh, publicly broadcast, uh, uh, like, emergency uh, plan, like, solutions should things go awry um, in in the event that Y2K actually happens. Uh, okay. Almost every other global power uh, was advising against that and didn't do anything because they didn't want to create mass panic. Japan, on the other hand, was the only one to do so. So there was so much stress and paranoia that even the Japanese government was taking it as a possibility that things would just be completely fucked forever. Um, and what happens when uh, an event like this uh, winds up going pretty well and things don't, uh, nobody, nobody dies, uh, 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 the world doesn't collapse, is that an intense feeling of uh, directionlessness, malaise, uh, purposelessness follows. Because even if you have been defining your life around this sort of perceived upcoming tragedy in a way that is uh, incredibly uh, stressful and detrimental to your well-being, when it's over and you've spent all of this time having, you know, ostensibly found a kind of purpose and being anxious about this sort of thing, what do you have left? Mm. Um, and I think that that, in addition to the fact that 2001 saw the, uh, the first case of, uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the Netto Shinju, um, that's a, a net mm. suicide, um, there's yeah, an episode okay. of Paranoia Agent about it. Um, yes. Essentially, it was a, a phenomenon that occurred in early 2000s Japan uh, where people would sort of meet with one another to uh, find fellow suicidal people to, to commit suicide with. I'm sorry, this is really dark. Yeah, this is, yes. this is very <laughs> dark. It's, it's, very, but, it's very dark, but, but it's appropriate because exactly. yeah. um, this movie is absolutely... Yeah, digging in into this feeling exactly. that and the so whole country was going through. When this happened, it created a um, a lot of fear mongering. Uh, I read a research paper that described it as kind of a big bad wolf phenomenon, where uh, the Japanese government um, their response to uh, net suicide was to frame it as a cause for suicide rather than a, a symptom of suicidality. Um, and, and kind of refused to acknowledge that, you know, maybe it was the uh, the sort of economic decline uh, being paired with the fact that uh, Japan was still using operating at its usual uh, soul-crushing work ethic, you know, uh, the sort of malaise and depression that followed uh, the world not ending uh, when the turn of the millennium hit. Um, all of these other circumstances that kind of caused suicide rates to spike so heavily, um, they insisted and singled out uh, net suicide as a cause. Um, and I think that all of these things together are, are kind of an important prelude uh, for what makes Pulse not only a very sort of like existentially distressing film, but also one that is uh, incredibly uh, uh, painfully uh, relevant to the culture at the time. Absolutely. And it feels like, you know, I guess not to undersell how bad things were at the time, but like, I feel like a lot of us now can really relate to the general feeling of malaise yeah. 
uh, that's going through, you know, uh, the idea of, you know, just the, that whole point in the movie that the ghosts and the people that are, like, at the computer and, like, in these dark rooms alone separated are, like, no different because they're both, you know, they're both, like, separate from people. They're, yeah. they're isolated. They're alone. They can't make a physical or emotional bond uh, anymore. So it's just, like, that feeling, it, it feels very, like, potent. Yeah. Uh, especially now, as, you know, as we're, like, going into, what, two a year and a half of being in the, a pandemic? Yeah. And being kind of, like, locked inside and alone. Um, and, you know, I won't get too personal, but I've certainly been feeling a lot of those uh, harsh feelings recently. Um, so this ended up kind of being, like, a perfectly cathartic movie because it kind of, like... And, and that's one of the, the powerful things about horror in general as well as uh just like sad movies is that they can like let you reckon with these like desperate feelings you've been having but in a like a controlled environment you know and the movie doesn't necessarily have to be like a heroic uh success at the end or anything like that it can end in tragedy uh but still feel cathartic because you know you made it through it this movie maybe you can make it through this situation in real life you know that kind of feeling so that's kind of what I get from this movie. It is a very like depressing movie, and some would even say nihilistic. Uh, but I don't think the intention was like the world is fucked. Uh, I think it's like, oh, the world. I think it, like many things, it's the world will be fucked if things persist the way that they are. You know, if there's nothing that's done to like actually address the issues at the core of society that are causing these problems to happen, uh, then it's, we're all going to become ghosts. So which sounds funny. <laughs> it's not very funny in the movies. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh my gosh. It's, it's hard. Like it's, it's like, uh, I almost feel like at a loss for words, like trying to like mm. dig into the movie. Um, yeah. Uh, after that and everything, because I, because like I feel like, like, uh, a lot of the time we like kind of dig into like the movie. We kind of do it in like a structured way and stuff. But I don't know if that's yeah really the thing here and stuff because uh, this movie is so uh, there is a structure. It has two different storylines that eventually overlap and become one at the end. Uh, mm. but so, so few, like, actual events transpire, it's very slow moving, it's very, uh, it's like one of the moodiest movies I've ever seen and stuff, like, it is, yeah. it's so, it, it you know, it, like, it, it's just, it's just in this feeling, and it makes you, uh, I, I think it makes sure that you're, that you're in the shoes, uh, of, of, uh, of, of the characters in the movie where, where, like, that the, there's there, there's this just inescapable feeling of, of like dread and uh uh just just like loneliness apathy apathy yeah loneliness yeah just yeah. Just, just a total depressive like fugue state that the movie like kind of puts you in uh mm -hmm. and and that is when it's able to kind of most effectively like give you these really big moments but um yeah. 
uh, I find the direction particularly like really captivating and stuff. So I, so mm. I really want to give big shouts out to that because yeah. like, uh, a lot of the bigger, more, more shocking moments don't come with like a musical sting. They don't come with, if anything, it's any... the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. They come yeah. with no cheap tricks. Uh, it really yeah, is. I will say yeah. like, I mean, the, probably the most famous scene of the movie is one where the music cuts out yeah. and then something yeah. happens. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, um, uh, there, there's a lot of, there, there's a, there's also a really big, like sense of like continuity and space within each scene. Uh, one of mm-hmm. my favorite things that, that, uh, Kurosawa keeps doing in this movie is that he doesn't cut to small actions. He'll just move the camera. Uh, yeah. And I don't know, like, like that really changes the pacing of a lot of the scenes. Uh, and like, like kind of, it, it keeps up this like very kind of slow crawling momentum to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, like on, on every, on every level of craft, like it is so keyed into this feeling that the movie wants to evoke and wants to express, um, out of a very particular time in Japan's history, uh, and uh, I think it is just, just, just astounding. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, it, it's something that it, it, like I, I just said a whole thing there and stuff, but it almost renders me speechless even to kind of explain yeah. <laughs> to somebody like, other than just saying like, you just need to see it, you just need to watch Pulse. Like, I don't know, like, yeah, but e- even if you're not like keyed into. Yeah, the the like culture of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think like you'll get something. You'll see that there's something to it that sets it apart from, you know, uh, like U.S. contemporaries, yeah. things like that. You yeah, know? like because in the U.S., the '90s, like that specific time period, it was almost the opposite. Where like the the nihilism of the '90s in the U.S. was like based on the fact that. Uh, like we solved all of our problems, that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, which is a very that's very false. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, Incredibly that, fucking like naive, but but there was a very yes, big like but, end of history se- like sentiment. Yeah, yeah. So that like that's where the like specific like fuck it, who cares, man? You know, <laughs> uh, kind of like that form of nihilism uh, is very different from like what happened in Japan. So like the types of movies that we get. Like, you know, something like Scream is born from that. You know, it's born from the, um, you know, the kind of meta post-ironic feelings that people were going through at the end of the 90s. Makes it extra interesting that it was Wes Craven who directed The American Pulse. I know, right? that that is true. That is definitely, unfortunately, not a very good movie. Yeah, I I wouldn't imagine so. Uh, uh... Oh no! Like one of the first things, like like I know that like there was an American Pulse. Like I knew that before going into this one, but like yeah. after watching Pulse and after realizing, like oh wow, this is like keyed in to Japan in this certain era in a way that like you know Common Rider Kuga is, and I've celebrated that show for that aspect of it, mm-hmm. and like 
just countless other works or whatever that 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 we talk about having this kind of heyse malaise feeling. We could probably list some out at some point during this podcast just to kind I of have a few I want to recommend at the end. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, th- th- like, uh, uh, but it reminds me of stuff like uh, the original Godzilla and like Akira as being like one of the most like specific to Japan about Japan's issues about. Uh, you know, like, like you, you can take like what it's doing and then kind of like interpret it for yourself, like, like, you know, uh, in other contexts, but the thought of remaking it is like offensive to me. I'm just like, Oh God, yeah. like, why would you do that? And so, I agree. so, so, uh, I'm retroactively mad that the Pulse remake happened and, and, and yeah. not, not only that, that there are two sequels and those are what are on Tubi right now instead of this? Come on. Mm, Come on, yeah. man. Come on. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I think, um... I don't know. As far as the remake goes... As far as, like, all those US remakes go, uh, like, I don't necessarily have a huge issue with Ring, yeah. the remake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I tend to find th- that the most common opinion is that uh, the original Joan is a billion times better than the American one, but the American Ring is somehow a bit better than the, the Japanese one. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. Uh, I think that, like, the, I personally think that the Japanese one is just a little bit more interesting of a movie, uh, because the American one does try to go for, like, a spectacle horror in that way yeah uh whereas like the japanese one is a little bit more subdued i think that that could lead to it just being boring to a lot of people uh but you know personally i I found it compelling uh though i i do prefer like the juan for having it has a very interesting structure the very original v cinema of juan it has like this very um for lack of a better term like pulp fictiony kind of structure to it where it's multiple stories happening kind of in the same time frame but out of sync from one another and then they all kind of culminate into this big event at the end uh this movie though pulse its structure is simple in that it's it follows two characters uh one of a woman named michi and a man named uh was it uh kawasaki or uh kawashima some, kawashima yeah, yeah yeah kawashima that's it yeah um so like the those two are kind of the the focal characters of the movie as far as like these people that are like constantly being you know th- thrust into these uh depressing scenarios and like reckoning with like this uh the ghost happenings and uh i think that it's interesting that both of them kind of like come together at the end when the movie has like reached this point of pure like oh man the whole world is fucked like this isn't just like a thing that's happening oh to a couple people like you start to realize oh god this is like wide reaching this is not something that is you know just happening to a few paranoid people uh and it has reasonable doubt this is something that's like causing the end of the world to happen uh, and I think it's it's very interesting that like that's the point when they decide to to fuse those two stories. But 
Yeah, I did not. I knew almost nothing about this film going in except that it had computers in it. I did not expect this to be an apocalypse movie. Yeah, that can be such a surprise. Yeah, yeah, it's like the the way that it escalates is is honestly staggering. Uh, And uh, yeah, the uh, the very particular point that they decide to to uh, to have these two characters meet is really Mm -hmm. interesting to me because I feel like it's it's at the point where a lot of other movies would have like ended the movie but the movie keeps going for like another 20 minutes (laughs) uh and it's really interesting where it goes to and so because uh uh uh, it kind of ties a bow on it that like like uh i don't know like, like it ends up kind of having a bit of a of an uptick in tone we can get to that later on and stuff but but yeah, uh, it's an I, interesting yeah. way to end the movie yeah. c- compared to everything before that. Yeah. Uh, um. So since we're kind of just doing this fly by night sort of thing, uh, talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we mentioned the characters. Uh, is there? A, I think one of the things that really stuck out with me uh, with this movie stuck out to me with this movie is like how many cool like set pieces there are, but without being like these crazy like oh man uh, i can't go to sleep at night anymore set pieces like no, there's very rarely is there a scene that's like really freaky uh but there are like a lot of really cool scenes that are like really memorable uh, i i referenced the uh you know uh do you want to meet the ghosts line at the very beginning of the episode yeah uh and the idea of like just logging into your computer for the first time going on the internet and then seeing a bunch of weird creepy shit and then getting like that cryptic message at the end is like that is you know again very subdued it's not like uh like haunting necessarily or i don't know i guess it is kind of haunting but but like it's it's such a cool like little bit of horror that they inject there um before like the real ghost stuff really starts to kick in there's enough reasonable doubt of like oh this is just some creepy shit what's going on here yeah uh though i mentioned before i think like the most famous one or one that i've seen like posted online a lot is that hallway scene uh where the the guy goes into this this building rips the red tape off of you know the forbidden room goes in uh and you know sees like a wall that's painted with the Tascate, uh, and then turns around and then there's a woman all the way down the hallway. Yeah. You could barely make out in the darkness. And to me that's just like uh I don't know, it's perfection as far as making you afraid of the shadows goes. Like that's about as perfect as you can get probably in any horror movie of like making you be like wait is that a like don't do a double take like is that a person or is that a shadow yeah is that just a weird thing and then the the second it starts moving you know it doesn't feel real it feels like you know it it, the way that it's shot is so good in that you feel like it starts moving before it actually starts moving uh and you just you start to like not trust your eyes yeah like moves in such a weird way that everything about it is just so off-putting uh that i don't know it makes sense that that's like uh kind of the most famous 
scene in the movie to and me. it's so cool too because there are times where it does the opposite but where it still has the same effect of making you question your own perception of the yeah. images that are on screen um the scene where uh junko uh turns into the 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 black stain on the wall um mm. there's like maybe like three or four frames where she gets like really dark when you see her in the corner of the room before it cuts back to michi Mm. and when it happened i was like wait did that like did i see that right or were my eyes adjusting to the light yeah um, yeah but yeah you kind of see her start to get really dark and then it cuts back to her and you just kind of know exactly what's gonna happen um another instance of uh what you were talking about i um i watched this movie uh with uh my wife and a friend of ours and we were trying to figure out who it was that was putting up the red tape everywhere like we weren't sure if it was a character that had already been established or not and then um our friend stops and, and she goes oh oh it's the character on the water tower i was like what yeah i don't see a character there what the fuck are you talking about and then the <laughs> camera immediately focuses and oh then she god. falls off of the, the yeah. water tower oh yeah, my god that... <laughs> that's yeah, that that kind of stuff. Like I agree. Like that exact scene with um with Junko and Michi is one that I thought of. Or the idea of like, wait, did I see that right? Yeah, uh, it's just such a brilliant. Like they cut at the exact moment where you you doubt what you just saw. And yeah. You're like, wait, was that was that intentional? Yeah. Or was it not? And then when it cuts back and it's just the the black stain, uh, you realize, oh, ugh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, yeah, we're like the reveal that you were correct in your assumption is almost more unsettling than if you had somehow tricked yourself into seeing the wrong thing because the reality yeah. of the situation has to set in. Yeah. Mm. Uh there there is just such like a uh I don't know, like like this movie is really good at at, at making stuff feel just so sudden and soul so and, and, and so like soul crushing. Uh yeah. In in just how I don't know, just, just just how suddenly things occur and stuff like the uh the the water tower thing. Um like oh no, I guess I guess I guess one of the things I could say about this movie um that fits the most is that in like like in in lieu of of me like ever being like jolted or like, you know, yelling or something because the movie scared me or like startled me, I like just gasped mm. a lot. Like just because I would like, because I was just overcome with the sense of like, I want to like like of, of just of just a terrible like horrifying thing just happened in front of me, and I don't know how to process it. Uh, and uh, I had a sense yeah. of guilt creep in more and yeah. more as we continued watching yeah. because I uh, was like, "Hey, you're coming over. Why don't we watch this movie together? It'll be fun. The three of us. We haven't watched a movie in a while." <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. and then the movie played out the way that it did, and I was like, "Oh God, I'm so sorry." Yeah, I, don't know. I had to put on an episode of Space Ghost Coast to Coast after we were done to lighten the mood. <laughs> but but they were too afraid of ghosts, so they were like, oh, "I don't want to watch that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I watch it with my siblings, and uh, uh, like I, I don't know about you, but our, like our living room is completely fucking silent for this entire movie. No, 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 nobody, nobody just like had anything to say. It was just like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna sit here and just, just sit with my feelings here for a minute. 
Uh, we were talking about how beautiful the film was yeah, through a lot of it. It's because really it's good. just astonishingly well composed. Th- there's, like yeah, every shot I mean, is gorgeous. Yeah. I have no idea how they lit that film. Like it is there are some shots in that movie that look like uh like like in like when you're looking at like a Unity preview and like there's no lighting source yet, so everything is just like completely flat, save for like a few very, very like well uh uh staged, super dark shadows in the corners of the rooms. Um I have no idea how they got that movie to look like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really impressive. I think like the two most notable things visually are you know what i mentioned earlier the idea that like even light feels oppressive and like painful it when it should be like comforting and like getting away from the dark and all of that like the dark should be where it's the most where you're the most afraid you're the most on edge but the dark feels almost more comforting (laughs) in a way because it's where you are most of the time in the movie you know you feel like you're in this dark dingy area and like there are some times where the shadows become so oppressive that it then feels like all right I'm I'm not ready for this but you know the the little lamps in the corners and things like that that bring just enough light feels more comforting comforting than like you know being outside and the sun is just bearing down and you're talking with people and everything like that it it feels like it's too much it's overwhelming uh and another thing is how many times you know, uh, there are shots that are composed where you have one of the two main characters talking with somebody and they're separated in the frame. Uh, like, usually it is when they're talking about the idea of being alone. Um, and you know, not to say that there aren't scenes where they are interacting with each other, but it's far more often to see like them being like separated via like the background or things in the foreground. Uh, and really showing, like, oh, yeah, even if these people are engaging with each other, they're completely isolated. Whether it be emotionally or physically, uh, that, like, sense of isolation is in every single facet of this movie, down to, you know, staging, down to, like, the set design and everything like that. One thing, though, one very important thing about the set design that I have to give a shout-out to is that, uh, you know, Kawashima's... He has a bunch of uh, video games and stuff in front of his computer. A bunch of them were Saturn games, and one of them I noticed was Grandia. Grandia, yeah, I shouted that out, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, fuck yeah, good take. Yeah, in addition to uh, characters being separated in terms of how they're framed through a lot of the film, I noticed that like a lot of the key moments where characters do actually physically touch one another uh they're like saying things that are that are kind of like ostensibly hurtful or hurting one another without realizing like there's that yeah. scene where uh Kawashima is like like oh but like maybe one day they'll invent a drug that makes you last yeah. live forever like wouldn't that be so amazing yeah. and it's just like clearly not what anybody (laughs) in her in that character's position would need to hear at that time yeah like it's the most like good-hearted but fucking useless thing you could possibly say in a scenario like that 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 scene with uh him and harway is like actually probably my favorite scene of dialogue in the movie yeah because they're on such completely different fucking planes of existence (laughs) from one another and and like 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 and, and it like actually like hit me in the fucking gut Whenever like he he 
he like says that and then he goes uh and and, and then and then Harway's like so 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 you'd want to live forever instead of like like just never die and then he goes yeah i mean yeah why not and, he, and she goes and that seems fun and, and, like, and she's, like, yeah, saying exactly. this through tears, and that actually, like, hurt me. I was, like, yeah. God. Like, I, like, I want to, yeah. like, like, there's some real soul-crushing shit in here that, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're all, we're all in a, we're in a room full of friends here and stuff, you know, like, it, it's, it's, uh, if you're anyone that's, that's, that's struggled with depression and, and really hard thoughts like that and stuff, this movie's gonna hit, like, a truck, <laughs> sometimes mm. there just can be some oh, yeah. lines of dialogue that really just stick out to you you're, that uh you know that 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 kind of hurt but that uh uh i think hurt in a very like kindred spirit type of way mm. it's a very like like that like okay yeah, yeah. someone else is saying this you know? yeah that that scene with haraway and uh kawashima are like like that scene is so like it really stuck out in my mind too just because like what you said they're on they're like literally even though they're in the same room together and talking to one another or couldn't be more isolated you know yeah. they're not even on the same page they're completely isolated and one guy is like telling her that an absolute nightmare of an idea mm-hmm. that her her problem isn't that you know she wants to not die it's that life and death are the same to her yeah is that it's just constant suffering uh and she doesn't want like she's afraid of that that like nothing will ever be better so i'm being like oh what if you just got to suffer forever <laughs> you know like for sure you got to live forever yeah uh and we're just like in this constant limbo um so th- yeah it's just a very yeah very interesting thing, so, and then um, so, oh, I was gonna, I was just yeah. gonna say something. I was gonna point out that I, that I think kind of, I, I was kind of thinking about while we were talking, and uh, is that like I feel like the uh, Michi side of the movie uh, feels a lot like it's 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 kind of uh, it's 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 predicated on you like not knowing anything, so a lot of it is like mm-hmm. shocking, or a lot of it is like really. Uh, uh, like, like it, it feels like it feels very like, uh, uh, things are happening and 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 you're trying to make sense of it and stuff. And then the 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 Kawashima stuff feels like it's actually them sitting down and actually like dissecting the movie, uh, and, and dissecting like mm-hmm. the themes that like they're going into and stuff. It feels a lot more conversational. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. I I kind of like that. Like within the movie, there's also these two selves that are that are kind of bouncing off of each other and not quite connecting until like the end when it feels like everything coalesces and uh for like for both characters where they both kind of realize a lot of stuff uh and realize like like what kind of situation they're in what kind of situation the world's in uh i don't know very mm-hmm. very fucking cool like it's it's yeah yeah the um i don't know maybe one of my favorite little moments in the Kawashima half is like him in the library uh, and uh, like reading about ghosts. And then he I notices that every, like, every horror movie has to have uh, a scene where someone's reading in, yeah, about, reading about, yeah. <laughs> They're like, what are these ghost things yeah. I keep hearing? About? <laughs> huh, I've never heard of that before. 
Uh, and then there, yeah, he's reading about ghosts, and then um, he sees something out of the corner of his eye, and it looks like a kid, and then like a weird guy just oh shows my god, he's like, yeah, yeah, he, he's he's like he's <laughs> like the most unassuming guy. Like you would you would expect yeah. the, the the person to know about ghosts to be like some dude with like like big thick glasses and like a radar or some shit yeah. or like some 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 like scary lady in a cloak or some shit for no reason but it's yeah. like this is like a normal guy that probably is gonna go play tennis right like after this conversation but he's like Absolutely. oh yeah let me just explain to you the the the, 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 the world building <laughs> let me explain to you why everything is happening he just knows it's yeah. great so so before all that though like he's he's like oh you see him too of course he is right there and then there's there's just this unsettling there's it's so like you never see this in like a ghost movie that somebody else acknowledges a ghost yeah. and does so calmly <laughs> yeah and it's like oh yeah there is a ghost right there go get him go see if you can catch him right now it's like he's fucking and, with and him. to me that was just there was something like funny but disturbing about that in a way yeah uh, and in that same frame you can see in the background. There's also another ghost that they're not calling attention to. There's like what looks to be a, a shadow or a woman like, you know, looming over a computer. And at first, again, I was like, that's probably just like a woman with long black hair with a black outfit on. There's no way that that's like intentionally, you know, or maybe not no way. But I was like, oh, that's probably not intentionally a ghost. But then later in the movie, you see figures that like look a lot like that. So I'm like, Oh my God, that was a fucking ghost right there that they weren't paying attention to. That was right behind them. Uh, it's very subtle foreshadowing that this problem is way bigger than any of the people realize at that point. Uh, and the idea of like just running and trying to (laughs) chase this little ghost kid and he just disappears. And then the guy shows up and he's like, Oh yeah, you know, that's a that's ghost for you. Yeah, yeah. Ghost man can't, can't live with him, can't live without him. Yeah. So yeah, and then he and then he gives him the lore, which whether or not it's true, uh, it was very like interesting to to have this guy like see a ghost and get and, and constantly be online like on his computer being harassed by ghosts, like he's being sent to freaky websites and. Very much, this guy's in the shit with ghosts. And this guy just explains the ghost dimension to him. Uh, and he's still like, hmm, I don't know about this whole ghost thing. Uh, not This isn't an actual complaint, by the way. No, and, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's kind of funny. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, so... However that goes, though... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not entirely sure. Is there any specific things you want to talk about before talking about the ending? Um, I want to talk about another Kawashima scene, and uh, okay, uh, I, I, I also love the train sequence. Um, oh yeah, that's yeah, like the the sequence where like she is so fucking freaked out, um, that uh, that that they're like, we need to go away, like get away as far as we can. And they go on the train, and I think one of the most, probably, actually for me, emotionally, the most soul-crushing shot of the movie is, uh, is, is, like, the train stops in the middle of nowhere, and they get up 
to uh uh like like to to try to leave and Kawashima's like hey let me go let me go ask the, like there's got to be a fucking like like uh uh there's got to be like a, a conductor, conductor. and so let me go t- talk to the conductor and she she's like uh okay and stuff and then he just leaves and she fucking books it like like just right from behind yeah. him and stuff like she has no faith in this guy uh you know like like that's how terrified she is it's not even like a judgment call on her and so it's just like the mm. sheer it, it, something i kept like a word i kept coming back to thinking about this movie was was inconsolable like mm. people in this movie are so lonely so sad so scared so everything that like they're inconsolable you can't reason with people once they've like hit this spot that that these ghosts or whatever else puts them in like uh 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 once once they once they hit this like there's no going back ever uh in the movie yeah. and it's and it's like awful <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's really really sad and uh and then after that is probably like my favorite computer scene of the movie where uh she actually does see the guy take off his mask uh like mm-hmm. on the computer and stuff and shoot himself and that that's pretty fucked up and and and, es- up, and especially yeah. like in 2001 this is kind of uh entering the era of like of like uh snuff websites and and like you yeah know. that kind of like fucked up internet yeah stuff. right so like yeah not that i've seen stuff like that online but like i know that that's there it's the kind of thing you 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 know is around and stuff and i don't know yeah. it's just one of those things that like it, it, like for some reason that uh more than any of the other like uh like ghost stuff in the movie and so like really hit in summer it's like oh man that one's that one's real <laughs> that that's a yeah. that's a real thing yeah but uh every time yeah. you see a, a gun in a in a movie set in contemporary japan you know shit's fucked oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's like it's like man that shit's not supposed to be there you you, you play a yakuza <laughs> game and stuff i like okay this is very stupid tangent and stuff but but like i i've always thought it was kind of cool that like how cheap the gun guys and yakuza games are because they like can fl- they they can knock you out like in one hit and that's always that's always been kind of cool to me because uh and by knock you out I mean like they, they just like you hit the floor as soon as you're hit with a gun and it's very annoying gameplay wise but it always made sense to me and never and I never like got frustrated at it because it's like yeah like it's it's Japan guns aren't really a thing so like the second a dude brings a gun to a fight it's like oh fuck <laughs> like, like now it's now it's completely like like this is like way more serious than it was before yeah yeah and like so, it's over so so someone having yeah. a gun just ambiently in a in a japanese movie is always just like oh fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> there, there, there is like that sense of gravity mm-hmm. that isn't there, and yeah, yeah, because we're just so used to guns. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Western, Western movies. I, I, I can so. just go to, I can just go to Walmart right now and get strapped up, and you know, <laughs> yeah, like right now if I wanted. So, I'm not going to. Yeah, that, you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. That's that's a that's a weird thing. Yeah, uh, just. Like that, I've heard a lot of people say the idea of like I can go to Walmart and get a gun, which I assume is true. It is, but I guess because I live in New York, that's just not the case. 
where yeah, I I've live. never lived anywhere where that's been the case, but there was like a, a sporting goods store that sold yeah, guns. Yes. Bass Pro for sure. Mm-hmm. Many guns. I've dealt with guns when I worked there all the time. Yeah. Walmart, though, no guns. Yeah. Uh, so may, may, a lot of them know, will sell ammunition, in... but not guns. The, 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 yeah. They they might not they might not have guns anymore and stuff. That 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 may be that true. might be true. But, but because it's over it's uh, over on the end of the store that I'm never really at, but. That's guns true. are around. I, I could go to. I could go somewhere and get guns here. Don't don't worry. I, I live in Tennessee. <laughs> Very easy. I, I, and, yeah. And, <laughs> and I guess more more pertinently, like even like comedy movies or like action, like yeah, feel good action movies. Everything like guns are the main source of action. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like so so it it's just not that case in Japan. So seeing it, it feels like more like oh shit. And then, yeah. you know, something really serious happens. Yeah, it's almost like we have uh, the reaction to them that we should have. And that <laughs> we should be so desensitized for, yeah, to them. One could say. Strange, yeah. yeah. Or, well, maybe our country's traumatized in a different way. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's the point. Uh, but I'll, I'll say one more thing, though, regarding... Because, um, you know, as we get... Like, the climax is kind of... Uh, like the fallout of all the shit that happens, um, the I I think one really interesting thing about all the ghosts is that they're all like creepy, but none of them are like scary, you know? Yeah, yeah. not like scary in the same way that um, Kayako from Juon is, and that like yeah, if you saw a, a bleeding pale ghost crawling down the stairs, you'd be like, that's fucking scary, yeah. you know? Like. Uh, it would be very frightening, whereas um, there's nothing inherently frightening about, like, a teenage girl walking down a hallway towards you. Uh, but there's, like, just the way that it's shot and the way it's presented is freaky. And the ghosts don't, like, murder people. They don't, like, yeah. twist them or, yeah. like, fuck them up. They just, like, imbue this curse into them. Uh, and then they, like, slowly spiral. Even those... You know, we eventually learn even people that really do want or seem like they want to go on, like they want to keep living, uh, even they like eventually fall victim to this. It, it's, you know, it's this, this inevi- inevitable curse uh, where it feels like there's absolutely nothing that you can do about it. Yeah. Uh, so the movie ends up culminating in, you know, the, the two mains meeting up we didn't really talk that much about michi but she does have a lot of really good stuff throughout the movie um and there's like a a particularly like the second i knew things were fucked was after uh her friend junko spelled (laughs) j-u-n-c-o yeah her parents named her after the uh after the the, the wide jeans after the jeans Big Lip Biscuit fans, like yeah. <laughs> so that girl was born uh, into she, Spencer's. <laughs> she tries to call her mother, uh, and then doesn't get a response, and that's when I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> you know, yeah. like this is more serious than uh, it seems. So like things eventually culminate, and you know, Haraway runs away from Kawashima, she was kind of like, they were kind of like anchoring each other, but she was like on the edge, yeah. you know, and, and he is kind of like 
a dopey dude who didn't really truly understand the scope of everything that was happening. He didn't even know how why... to click. Yeah. I <laughs> That's true. I <laughs> Yeah, he's it's really interesting to see like a movie from 20 years ago and the idea that like absolutely like computer literacy was not just a given. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah, like to the point where I thought the joke of that scene was that he was trying to pick her up by pretending to, yes. to know less about computers yes. no. so that they could talk to one another. I, more. I was on the And then I realized yeah. he's just actually he just doesn't know anything about computers. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I was really stunned by that because I I yeah, I actually I, I thought he was like for some reason trying to hide the fact that he knew about computers. So he was like playing dumb. And then, no, he really is that dumb. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know shit. Uh, he doesn't know shit about fuck at all. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you know, special shout out to uh, the movie, like, using the um, the dial-up sound for horror in multiple yeah. points. Yeah. Because that, that sound has always, ever since I was a child, been, like, vaguely creepy to me. Uh, and that's not a, a remotely new statement. I'm sure many people online have been like, "That's a that's a scary sound." <laughs> yeah, like to but... the point where, like, again, like I kind of had to stop and 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 go, like, like I had to unlearn my my knee jerk response to go, like, "Oh, that's a little cliche," because it yeah. wouldn't have been at the time. And like, there are scenes where yeah. like a bit crushed audio is mixed into the soundscape in a way that's like I don't even know how they would have done that at the time because now you just mm-hmm. use like an audio plugin that replicates bit crushing. Um, like it's so yeah, inventive so, with its sounds. So, like, I don't know. I I think it's interesting how much they like are clued into twenty years ago, uh, in that way. Uh, and I guess like the the last thing I'll bring up, and this is a very dumb point, but I thought it, it was amusing that the uh, the like browser clients he was using was named Uranus. Uh, I, I didn't catch that. So, <laughs> but it was like the at sign in the middle of list. So it was Uranus. Right, right. So, <laughs> L- like Manette. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I got to lighten the mood somehow. Uh, but we eventually get to the, the climax uh, and... You know, Michi and Kaoshima meet up with each other. They they eventually check down Haraway, who has one of those, like, plastic bags over her head as well. Uh, and then she's got a fucking gun. And you're like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen? Is, is she going to shoot at them? Is she going to shoot at herself? Uh, that is the one that ends up happening. Uh, and that's, like, it's really fucked up and harrowing because it's not, it doesn't feel like a movie scene in that moment. Uh, it's very realistic for, you know, Kawashima to, like, want to call the ambulance and not just immediately assume the person's dead. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, that, that like, yeah, this traumatic fucked up thing. Like, we as the audience are like, oh, there's no way she survived that. But, you know, this person is in shock. They won't just immediately soliloquize uh, about this dead person. So that that was another, like, little little thing that added to the the groundedness of this movie and then we eventually we eventually do get uh him going into one of the red tape rooms and confronting a big boy ghost uh spirit of the harvest 
Yeah, this ghost is significantly creepier looking than all the other ones. Uh, yeah, and he looks like the spirit of the harvest from Courage of Cowardly Dog. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, he's it's like he's like obvi- he's like always out of focus looking. It's 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 really cool. It's yeah yeah. So unfortunately, we know what happens when you enter the red tape room. Uh, it's just inevitable that you eventually succumb to this curse uh but you know naively we don't want to believe it we want to believe that oh but this is the one guy you know he looks like a common writer protagonist <laughs> there's no way that this guy is going to yeah 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 to die from the ghosts this. are going to give him superpowers instead of killing him so it'll be yeah. fine <laughs> and then um you know the, the as we're getting towards like the conclusion as the characters are trying to like escape japan like basically escape the mainland uh and i think it's like grim again a, a grimly hilarious sequence of events where a fucking plane crashes yeah into the background <laughs> which is and then like she goes into the boathouse and there's all the desecrated corpses of the people that were working in the boat like these horrible mummies yeah just like hanging out and i'm like oh my god yeah it it, it, it is it is gone to such like it, it, yeah like i don't know just this whole movie like and, and there's like there are hints right like with with like her mom not with uh, uh michi's mom not picking up and with like the train conductor suddenly being gone and stuff there's hints that like this is expanding out beyond the purview of these characters but it doesn't like hit you until like the end, like with uh Yeah, until yeah. the plane literally crashes yeah, yeah. into Yeah, there's that there's that plane, but there's also like the drive through, which is like really good with like uh like there's the drive before they get to the warehouse, uh, where they see Harley yeah. and, and like the music is really good there. Shout out to the music for being like really good, like dour ass like like uh synth yeah. and, and orchestral music. stuff. Um but uh um, it doesn't dawn on you just like just like oh no th- this is like like it actually like that guy was probably exactly dead on that it is like a ghost yeah. invasion like like I feel like with a different sc- like like the same concept world building wise with a completely different scope on who the protagonists are and all that and stuff this would have been an action movie <laughs> but yeah but, but like. But, like, there's this whole, like, thing in the background that's, like, way bigger than anything that we're, that, you know, we've been equipped to, 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 to even, like, process throughout the rest of the movie. That, like, yeah, yeah just, it just blows up to such, like, an insane degree uh, with that plane and everything. Uh, which, like, honestly, uh, as far as, like, early 2000s CGI goes, right? And it not being Hollywood. Not that bad. <laughs> not that bad. And I think a lot of good work is being done by, like... I don't know. I'm not a movie expert. But, like, the color grading and uh, just, just mm. the visuals of that scene. It it, it, uh, it reminds me... Yeah, it's uh, post-processed yeah. very um, consistently. Yeah. The, it, and that does remind me that the like as we get closer to the climax, yeah. the movie goes from this, like, oppressive brightness outside to a more, like, eerie overcast yeah 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 uh to the point where eventually by the end you know you see the clouds are like swirling together and you feel like oh that's like the souls of humanity being raptured away you know uh like that kind of like epic 
scale event happening. Uh, and at this point, you wouldn't be, you know, the, like, uh, again, as you said, the movie would probably end at this point or before it, but it continues. It keeps going. Yeah. Uh, and it gets, eventually it gets to the point where they are able to escape somehow. Uh, and, you know, we see the characters, like, on a boat. Uh, and they're with, like, another survivor, and he's like, well, I guess there's somebody in South America or, like, Latin America that we can go to, and uh, I guess we'll have to see what's going on there. Um, and it, and you can feel like it's both, like, oh, my God, this is much worse than you thought, but the fact that there are still people at all gives you, like, a little bit of hope. So it, it does have that weirdly uplifting, in a way, feeling to it. It's not completely, completely nihilistic, though it does have the final gut punch of uh, the, like, the dreary, sad Kawashima finally fading into the darkness uh, right at the very end uh, before the movie outros with the absolute best credits music that it could have possibly yeah that was picked. so good <laughs> yeah no i i was like oh my god like i couldn't believe it i was like they, they picked the most hazel core fucking like yeah <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, i felt like, very served like female artist like uh 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 you know like female single songwriter like like song to to outro this yeah. uh yeah it's like it, it it's it's amazing uh what what a great stylistic choice uh yeah, because yeah. Cause I really needed that song at the end of that movie. Like, like that that movie yeah. was so sad that 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 song. Like, I don't know. It kind of just it, like I got a little misty eyed just like listening yeah. to the song. I was like, oh Jesus, God Christ! Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, like that. You make a really good point. I think at the end of the day, this movie, like the reason why it's so affecting, is not necessarily because it's horrifying. It's not because yeah. it's scary. It's because it's like deeply sad. It it's like profoundly tragic in a lot of ways, and it and there is like a little bit of hope at the end. But it's such a, you know, it feels bitter and stinging because it doesn't feel like they're off base, and it doesn't feel like it's like oh technology bad. Yeah, uh, it doesn't necessarily feel like that. Which I I could see people kind of gleaning that from the movie, but. You know, I think it's a little bit more nuanced than that. I think yeah. the idea is that there are problems core to the society and technology just exacerbates yeah, those Yeah, it's issues. an extension. Yeah. Which is uh, uh, why I, I brought up uh, Net Suicide. Because, like, this yes. is a film that, that very clearly recognizes that it's a symptom and yeah. not a root cause. Yeah, th- this, um, is, this, is, this is a movie about an epidemic of, of suicide that, like, in this very specific culture in an era where they're uh where where they're they're you know where everybody in the world because of the internet is being pushed into like this brave new world uh and and it's it's like it's 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 hard to like reconcile with and uh fucking i'm i'm remiss of not mention until now but uh fucking the the shadows like like the uh the, the black spots like those are like the hiroshima shadows like uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah, like yeah. So, so there's a lot of like there's a tinge of like reconciliation of the past like where the past like shackling yeah. shackling them and 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 like it being some, something hard to move on from 
culturally as a, a, a you know um and yeah i don't know I, I i just think this thing is stunning like like i i i can't say enough good things about it i i really couldn't even like that there's there's nothing negative you know like like i feel like i feel like a, a, an easy negative that some people could say about it is something like about the pacing being really slow but i think yeah. it's all in service of of you of getting you in that tone getting you in that in that mood or or making like or matching you up with the characters in terms of yeah. like the mood yeah. and and i think it's totally necessary um yeah absolutely i love this <laughs> i love this movie good movie yeah. good stuff yeah good. thank god <laughs> I didn't I didn't misremember this movie being good. Right. Or that it wasn't like pretentious or anything like that. It was it really is just that good. Yeah. Uh and I feel like it's like I wasn't equipped to fully appreciate it when I first watched it and now I am a lot more equipped to understand like what's so great about this movie. Uh and I'm just I'm really glad I got to cheese some reason to watch it because <laughs> we got to have a really good conversation yeah. about it. Uh, and, and that's the most important part about art. Uh, so I think that about does it. Uh, Hazel, you've been a fantastic guest. You've brought a lot of good insights and everything. And just in general, we have a good rapport. So it's good to, uh, you know. Yeah, thank you so much for you having on. me. And, and I'd love to, you know, we, we will definitely have you on. Uh, in the future. Yeah, by all means. You know, uh, but that will do it for uh, this, this not this week's episode of Discuss All Monsters, but the spooky Halloween special of Discuss All Monsters. Woo! Uh, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've been, I've been your host, Wyatt, Nikki. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell all of the, the beautiful people out there very briefly. All right. Uh, about because this this is a bonus episode, yeah. so we don't need to to beat them over the all head right. with it. But just give them the little rundown okay. of the the so, Patreon so, and all so that. So here's here's the fucking deal. All right, you go in your fucking address bar and you type in patreon.com slash explode when defeated. Uranus. All right, <laughs> yeah, no, not not stop it, <laughs> not Uranus, not Uranus, not <laughs> slash explode when defeated. All right, you give me one dollar every month. And then I'll give you uh, episodes of of uh, Discuss All Monsters, our main show, one day early every week that it comes out. And I'll also give you, uh, I'll also throw in as a bonus uh, our episode, our uh, podcast shit shooters where we talk about, you know, games or movies and stuff. We just did one where we talked for mm -hmm. a full hour uninterrupted about Metroid Dread. It's awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. and, uh, and then, and then, you know, if you give me $5 instead of that $1, <laughs> then, then, then we'll yeah. also give you, uh, 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 fucking, you know, we'll sweeten the pot a little, you know, we don't have to, but we will, uh, and we'll give you some, some of these mini series, right? We'll give you this Kamen Rider series that we did called Let's Go Rider Cast. It's 13 episodes of Common Rider goodness. Uh, there's... A fucking unscheduled, mm. like, 
I don't know what the fuck of a show called Robots in Disgust, where where where, <laughs> where Wyatt and our and our mutual friend Cody and not me because I wasn't interested uh, talk about the Michael Bay Transformers movies. Uh, and uh, hey, if a good one of those comes out, let me know. Then I'll come on. But uh, <laughs> um, and then and then our magnum opus, Podcast of the Planet of the Apes, uh, the best podcast we've ever made, uh, is is. Not yeah, joking. not even fucking kidding. Uh, is is on there for five dollars? Five dollars, you get all of those as on top of the like shit shooters and uh, early podcasts and stuff. And then if you give us a thousand bucks, you want to launder some money, you want to just you know put some money away for a little while. You give, yeah. uh, I won't give it back to you, but you know, like if you put it away and then I spend <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> if you give me a thousand bucks, I will shout you out and call you Boss Hog at the end of everything that we do everything uh and that's a thousand dollars a month so you know that's a good deal um and then you know at anti laser on twitter anti underscore laser on twitter and uh why it's at wazp ranger you know yep um i'm i've been posting about metroid yeah. uh i mean of course uh i beat it three times in Shit. a row so very good game very much you know, definitely my favorite game of the year so far. Uh, do doubt anything will come out and <laughs> yeah. change my mind on that. Uh, but, yeah. you know, uh, there's been a lot of good stuff this year. But either way, uh, Hazel, why don't you plug some stuff that you got going on? Uh, I I have a, an anime YouTube channel. Uh, I'm My SEO game is fucked right up, but it's literally yeah. just Hazel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <You're fine. It's laughs> yeah. My uh, my my Twitter handle is just uh, at a few bruises. Uh, I do a podcast with Nikki. What's called up? Pod Spirit. It's a good podcast. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I enjoy doing it. It's, it's, it's um, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's basically everything worth worth plugging on my end. I think. Yeah, man. All right. Well, again, thank you so much, and we'll happily have you on for for maybe. Ooh, maybe one of our Gamera movies will have you on. Who knows? Ooh, that sounds in great. The future, in the distant future, <laughs> we will have you on. Uh, but until then, thank you so much. And... Fuck. I was going to... I, I, was, I was getting something queued up. Oh. <laughs> but I... But, but my phone was fucking up. So... Oh, okay. All right. All right, all right, all right, right. Thank you so much for listening, and everybody remember. Uh, maybe that sounds awful. Never mind. No, it sounds good. It sounds good. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. We should just leave this all in. Just not edit it out at all. All right. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. Okay.
mata air.